Good morning, people of God. This is Apostle Shirley Evans. I'm a bit late this morning, but we're still going to bless the Lord at all times, and we're going to rejoice and be grateful and thankful because we still have voices. We're alive. That means we still have some more work to do because he hasn't taken us home yet. So I just praise him today, and I pray that as you get this message, whenever you get this message, it finds you in perfect peace because your mind is stayed on God. And may the joy of the Lord be your strength. Yes, we are in the book of Matthew. And yes, today we are going to be studying from Matthew chapter 2 and from verse 1 to verse 12 and you know we talk about the meaning of Matthew's name we didn't talk about what Mary's name mean because she had been a very strong lady to go through what she went through in yes God has also given me a prophetic song and Mary's name means strong and we know when we look at the strong, the strength, the joy of the Lord is our strength. And uh, we can't continue to be joyful if we're not continuing in his word. And a song this morning, Father, I just thank you for this day. You did something very special for me yesterday, as you do every day for all of us. Open our eyes to see how special you are and the special things that you do. And let us not look at the things as insignificant, but let us praise you and give you thanks. Because when we talk about signs and wonders, it is a wonder, but we have to see the sign. So we have been in the book of Matthew and we, 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 we finished talking about the birth of Jesus, and his name was called Emmanuel, God is with us. And lo and behold, yesterday, I was walking through the garden, worshiping, and I got a phone call, and the person said, I'm coming there so that you could see the baby. Well, this is a baby that I think it was almost three months now. In the middle of the night, I prayed for that baby. I went and travailed for that baby. And when I was travailing for that baby, I heard the Holy Ghost says, when Zion travail, she brought forth her children. Should I bring to birth? Uh, and so when I was praying for the, for, the, for the birth of that child, the Holy Spirit then began to tell me, this is a nation. Before she travailed, she brought forth. Before her pain came, she was delivered of a man-child. And I remember when I was praying, I hear the Holy Ghost said, that's a man-child that is coming forth. It's like how for so many years, um, um, Hannah didn't have any children because God had shut up her womb. So here it is from Malachi to Matthew, we didn't hear anything about no prophet had no word, no nothing. We're waiting for the manifestation of what was spoken of from Genesis. 
that the word was supposed to be, be become flesh and dwell among us. And so, as I was praying at night, the Holy Spirit said, she's going to bring forth a son. But there's not more than a son. There's nations in him. So here it is. Mary brought forth a son, but more than a son, nations of the world, nations of people. She brought forth. She had to have strength to bring forth. Okay? So when you're, when, when you're travailing to bring forth a child, you need strength to bring it forth. So Mary's name is strong. So yesterday as they pulled up in the yard and I stood afar off and, and I looked at little, little the, the baby, I am sure that baby was talking to me and I could hear what the baby was saying. Oh man, you got to really be listening. That little boy was looking at me with his eyes straight in my eyes as if he knew me. And yes, he knew me because when I was in travail for him, I knew him, I saw him. And yes, Jesus knows us. He knows us. And so that was my sign because I just talking about the baby that came forth and God allowed them to bring that baby here for me to see. I bless him, I bless him, I praise him. I see so many signs and wonders manifest right in the front of my face. And so I'm gonna sing this song uh, Mary had a pure heart. And so this is the song that was given to me this morning. Purify my heart. Let it be as gold. Pure gold. Purify my heart. Let it be as gold. Pure gold. Refine as fire, my heart's one desire is to be <clears throat> holy, set apart for you, dear Master. I choose to be holy, set apart. For you, dear master, <coughs> ready to do your will. I choose to be holy, set apart. For you, dear master, I choose to be holy, set apart. For you, dear Master, ready to do your will. Is that your choice? Is that your choice? If it isn't, make it your choice. In this very room, there's quite enough love for one like me. And in this very room, there's quite enough joy for one like me and there's quite enough hope and quite enough power to chase away any gloom for jesus 
Lord Jesus is in this very room. In this very room, there's quite enough love for all of us. And in this very room, there's quite enough joy for all of us. And there's quite enough hope and quite enough power to share wherever we go. For Jesus, Lord Jesus, is in this very room. In this very room, there's quite enough love for all the world. And in this very room, there's quite enough joy for all the world. And there's quite enough hope and quite enough power to reach to all the earth. For Jesus, Lord Jesus, is in this very room. Thank you, Jesus. You are in the room of our heart into my heart into my heart come into my heart lord jesus come in today come in to stay come in to my heart Lord Jesus. Our word this morning is the visit of the Magi. They come now to visit Jesus. And I'll read the scripture. Now, when Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, in the days of Herod the king, Behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east, and are come to worship him. His star, there were many stars, but that particular star, they said, we have seen his star. That star must have been brighter than any other stars in the sky. When Herod the king had heard these things, Herod was a wicked king. He was troubled and all Jerusalem with him. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together, he demanded of them where Christ should be born. And they said unto him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet. And thou Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, art not least among the princes of Judah, for out of thee shall come a governor that shall rule my people Israel. Then Herod, when he had privily called the wise men, inquired of them diligently what time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search diligently for the young child, and when ye have found him, bring me word again 
that I may come and worship him also. He was lying. When they had heard the king, they departed, and lo, the star which they saw in the east went before them till it came and stood over where the young child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. And when they were come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary his mother. Well, when they came, I'm sure the baby wasn't three weeks. Because, and when they were come into the house, they saw the young child. That means Jesus probably was one or two. With Mary his mother, and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented unto him gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And you know, when I was young, I thought it was three gifts. But that that's not, no, no, no. They presented him gold. They presented him frankincense. They presented him myrrh. No, I didn't think it was three gifts. I thought it was three wise men. But it never said it was three wise men. They presented him gold. I believe the gold represent the glory. I believe the mar represent that he was going to die, and that was the burial, the mar. And the frankincense, um, I believe that when you go to the king, you 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 present the best gift, the incense the praises. Nevertheless, and being warned of God in a dream that they should not return to Herod, they departed into their own country another way. Thank God for dreams. If you who are going to receive this word have never done it, I would suggest to you to put a notepad right on the side of your night table with a pen. You never know when God gonna give you dreams. Some will come from the enemy and some will come from God. But as you get closer to God in that relationship, you will be able to discern this dream is from God. And when it comes to pass, you'd be able to go back and say, oh, I had that dream. So they got the dream. They were warned in a dream. They were instructed that they should not return to Herod. They departed into their own country another way. Thank God for giving us dreams and making it plain to us, the dreams. So, Bethlehem is a small town, five miles south of Jerusalem. It sits on a high ridge over 2,000 feet above sea level. Jesus was born 
Luke explains why Joseph and Mary were in Bethlehem when Jesus was born rather than in Nazareth, their hometown. The land of Israel was divided into four political districts and several lesser territories. Judea was to the south, Samaria in the middle, Galilee to the north, and Edomia to the southeast. Bethlehem of Judea, also called Judah, had been prophesied as the Messiah's birthplace. So the prophetic word had to come to pass. That's in Micah chapter 5, verse 2. I'll find that. Micah. Obadiah. Micah chapter 2. When we were growing up, we sang the scriptures. Micah chapter 2, verse. Micah chapter 5, verse 2. That was the prophetic word. But thou, Bethlehem, Ephrathah, though thou be little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of thee shall he come forth unto me, that is to be ruler in Israel, whose goings forth have been from of old, from everlasting. And so that was a prophetic word in Micah. Jerusalem was also in Judea and was the seat of government, like how we live in the Bahamas, but Nassau, New Providence, is the seat of the government. So Jerusalem was also in Judea and was the seat of government for Herod the Great. He was king over all four political districts. After Herod's death, the districts were divided among three separate rulers. Although he was a ruthless, evil man who murdered many in his own family, Herod the Great supervised the renovation of the temple, making it much larger and more beautiful. This made him popular with many Jews. Jesus would visit Jerusalem many times because the great Jewish festivals were held there. Not much is known about these Magi. Traditionally, they call them wise men. But we don't know where they came from or how many there were. As I said, when I was a child, I thought it was three wise men and we sang that but it wasn't truth. Tradition says they were men of high position from Parthia near the site of ancient Babylon. How did they know that the star represented the Messiah? Mm -hmm. Like I said, we could have dreams, but nevertheless, they knew. They could have been Jews who remained in Babylon after the exile and knew the Old Testament predictions of the Messiah's coming. They have, may have been Eastern astrologers 
who studied ancient manuscripts from around the world because of the Jewish exile centuries earlier. They would have had copies of the Old Testament in their, in their land. They may have had a special message from God directing them to the Messiah. As I said, God could speak to you in a dream. Nevertheless, these men from faraway lands recognized Jesus as the Messiah when most of God's chosen people in Israel did not. But that's something we could be sitting in church all our lives and God pick up someone on the street and talking to them and open their eyes to see and we are right there blind and can't see. Listen to this. These men from faraway lands recognized Jesus as the Messiah when most of God's chosen people in Israel did not. That's like a lot of secrets God reveals and everybody don't get the secrets. They don't know it. But the Bible says he reveals his secrets to his servants, the prophets. Matthew pictures Jesus as king over the whole world, not just Judea. Thank God he's king over the whole. He's savior of the whole world. These wise men, or Magi, traveled thousands of miles to see the king of the Jews. When they finally found him, they responded with joy, worship, and gifts. Do you respond to the king like that, or are you looking for the king to give you something all the time? This is so different from the approach people often take today. We expect God to come looking for us to explain himself, to prove who he is and give us gifts. But those who are wise still seek and worship Jesus today, not for what they can get, but for who he is. You could find time, even in a lockdown, you could walk around your yard and worship and worship and worship and praise him. Not for what he's going to give to us, but because he's already given, given himself oh, to us, the greatest gift of all. The Magi said they saw Jesus' star. You remember in the book of Numbers, Numbers chapter 24, verse 17, I will find that. Numbers 17, verse 24. No. Let me get it right. Numbers 24, verse 17. Numbers 24, verse 17 says... I shall see him, but not now. I shall behold him, but not nigh. There shall come a star out of Jacob, and a scepter shall rise out of Israel, and shall smite the corners of Moab, and destroy all the children of Seth.
so um that was a prophetic word that was a prophetic word right there that was balaam's prophecy so the prophecies will come to pass in the right timing so the magi said they saw jesus star balaam is the one who prophesied in numbers chapter 24 Some say this star may have been a conjunction of Jupiter, Saturn, and Mars, and others offer other explanations. But couldn't God, the great God, couldn't he who created the heavens, have created a special star to signal the arrival of his son? Whatever the nature of the star, these magi traveled thousands of miles searching for a king and they found him. Never give up, they did not give up. They had an assignment to find the king. Of course, in Matthew chapter two verse three says, when King Herod heard this, he was disturbed and all Jerusalem with him. He was disturbed. How could this be? Herod the Great was quite disturbed when, when the Magi asked about a, a newborn king of the Jews because Herod was not the rightful heir to the throne of David. You know, you could be in these positions, but you're not, you're not the right person. But you end up there. So now you realize, hey, the rightful person coming. Sometimes we could be in, in, in job squatting and really you're not supposed to be there and God is getting ready to move some people out of that seat and put the rightful person in the seat. Hallelujah, praise the Lord. Sometimes we could be in, in, in church in positions that man gave us and God is getting ready to do a sweep a clean up and put the right person that the Holy Ghost is putting in place to bring his kingdom on earth. Herod was not the rightful heir to the throne of David. Like I said, therefore many Jews hated him as a usurper because the Jews knew if Jesus really was an heir, trouble would arise. Herod was ruthless, and because of his many enemies, he was suspicious that someone would try to overthrow him. Herod didn't want the Jews, a religious people, to unite around a religious figure. If these Magi were of Jewish descent and from Parthia, the most powerful region next to Rome, they would have welcomed a Jewish king who could swing the balance of power away from Rome. The land of Israel far from Rome would have been easy prey for a nation trying to gain more control. And verse 4, Matthew chapter 2 verse 4, when he had called together all the peoples, chief priests and teachers of the law, he asked them 
where the Christ was to be born. The chief priests and teachers of the law were aware because if you're a teacher of the law, that means you must have a studying of the law. So Micah chapter five, verse two, which, which we read earlier, um, they would have known. Micah chapter five, verse two said, but thou Bethlehem Ephrathah, though thou be little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of thee shall he come forth unto me that is to be ruler in Israel, whose goings forth have been from old, from everlasting. So they knew. The Magi's news troubled Herod because he knew that the Jewish people expected the Messiah to come soon. Luke chapter 3 verse 15 says, Luke chapter 3 and verse 15 declares, And as the people were in expectation and all men roused, all men mused in their hearts of John, whether he were the Christ or not. They was trying to figure out, is this really the Christ? Most Jews expected the Messiah to be a great military and political deliverer, like Alexander the Great. Herod's counselors would have told Herod this. No wonder this ruthless man took no chances and ordered all the baby boys in Bethlehem killed. Okay, that's that scenario. But do you know in this world today, there are a lot of babies that God is sending into this earth realm because God has anointed them as pastors, teachers, prophets, you name it. Before the babies come forth into the world, the enemy tries to kill the baby in the mother's womb. But God, who's all powerful, somehow or the other, he connects the intercessors all over the world to pray and intercede for these babies to come. And some of these babies are coming not the way you think. Because these, you would think these prophets and pastors and evangelists and teachers and so forth should be coming out of the totally surrendered heart of a person. Positions in church, oh, your daughter's going to have a, oh, because you're in church and, and, and um, so forth, and you know Jesus. There's some of these gifted children, they are coming, and those who don't even know Jesus haven't even given their life to the Lord. God needs need a womb. Mm -hmm. You need a womb to bring forth the children. Because the truth be told, some of the some of the women they've gone against god's law and they've decided i have this one child i don't want no more children and so i'm going to use contraceptives and stop the children from coming 
So God wants these special children to come in this earth realm. So what he does, he go and find someone else with a womb. Uh-huh. And bring forth the babies. And then you look down on the babies, but then next thing you know, this is a special child. This is a teacher. This is a prophet. This is an evangelist. This is you know what. Do not despise the babies that is coming into this world because you don't know who they are. They're God's children. Wow. That's telling it. That's telling the truth. And so because you decide your womb, you're not going to have no more children. You're going to do contraceptively, shut it off. But you're a Christian. And God said, no, I want the children to come into the earth. I got to find somebody. Got to go get a womb. Oh, blessed Jesus. Holy Spirit, you, you, you just said that. You, you said that. You're touching on some things. They shut it off. Blessed be the name of the Lord. I give you praise, Jesus, because you said that. In Matthew chapter 2, verse 5, it says, In Bethlehem in Judea, they replied, For this is what the prophet has written. But thou, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you will come a ruler who will be the shepherd of my people Israel. Oh man, I just keep hearing the Holy Spirit said, and, and what you do, a lot of women, they shut off what they do before they, they wouldn't even let the seed come. They kill the seed in their mind. I'm not having no more babies. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. Lord, please give us revelation and understanding on what we do against you as women of God. And at their times, when the husband intervenes and say, I don't want any more children. And so you listen to the husband instead of you listening to the Christ. Father, help us. And so you wait. You already have two children and you're like, that's that. And what, what you do, you go to the doctor and you get your womb tied off. And, and, and okay, that's it. Not having no more children, it's tied off. And God intervenes and untie it. I've seen it happen. One time I saw someone, she had a little, little boy, a special little, little, little boy that I prayed for. And God told me to tell the mother she's going to have another child. She said, no, 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 that's impossible because my womb is tied off. I said, but I don't care how much tired it is. God said, you're going to have another child. And a year later, she was pregnant and brought forth her child. Because God decided, I'm going to untie this because I want you to bring this child into the world. What are you going to do? Oh, Lord Jesus, help us, help us, help us. I don't know why the Holy Spirit is on this today. Someone who's going to get this message is contemplating, I'm not having no more children, but you are of childbearing age. You know, sometimes God 
find someone who stop childbearing and say, well, I need this womb. I'm going to bring this child forth. Lord Jesus, give us grace. Help us, Lord, to listen to you. Because I don't know why you're in this vein, but you're touching something. Those who are led by the Spirit of God are the sons of God. So I'm being led by the Spirit of God to cry out. Stop destroying the babies, even in your mind. Oh, blessed Jesus, stop killing the babies. He wants them into this earth realm. Most religious lead leaders believed in a literal fulfillment of all Old Testament prophecy. Therefore, they believed the Messiah would be born in Bethlehem. Ironically, when Jesus was born, these same religious leaders became his greatest enemies. Oh, blessed Jesus, Holy Spirit, you're still on this vein with the babies. Oh, God, the Holy Spirit wants me to say this to you. There was a time I went to sleep and I had a dream that a doctor, I'm not calling no name, the doctor came to me and the doctor had in his hand, it was like a heart, but it wasn't like a heart. It was like a plasma of blood, almost shaped like a heart. And it in, in, in the plasma was had a heartbeat and was beating in his hand. And in my dream, I was like, what is that? And how come? The plasma blood has a heartbeat. And God spoke to me and he said to me, oh, blessed Jesus, I won't call no name. No, I ain't going to. No, the Holy Spirit said, don't call the name. It's too close. He said, but he and, and in the dream, the Holy Spirit said, that's a baby. She just bought the baby and I'm showing it to you. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord Jesus. Life. We destroy it. I got about that and I put on my clothes and I, in the dream, I knew the doctor. I went to church. I went to that church because the doctor is at that church. When the service was over, I was so troubled. I found a doctor at the end of the service and I said, doctor, this is the dream that I had last night. I said, but God is showing me this individual which is close to me, this individual have aborted a baby. And because the doctor is very um, a Christian and understood what I was saying, I said, God, you showed it to me. And the doctor prayed with me because I was very disturbed. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. And so after his prayer, I was strong enough to go and find that individual, which that individual didn't expect me to come turn up. As far as they knew, I didn't know where they live. But God led me to the place. And first tell them I love them. Tell them that Jesus loved them. And then, why did you do this? This is what you did. This is what you did. All right? And so I said to them, I said, though you have sinned, God could forgive you. But you have to ask God forgiveness. You took a life. 
you took a life. I don't know who's going to get this message. But stop taking lives. They are precious. Oh, no jesus don't let them take another life oh blessed jesus don't take let them take another life listen life is in the blood the children are precious please don't do it whoever getting this message is about to do it or did it before don't do it again ah jesus suppose mary had decided now this is shame i can't bring this baby i'm gonna abort this baby and nobody's gonna know oh my gosh where would we have had a chance oh what have happened to our soul oh my god help your people open the eyes of your people Show them that how important life is not to kill another one. Thank God that Mary did not destroy Jesus. God is watching. He's listening. When you repent and turn, yes, he will forgive. But don't go back on it again. Oh, Jesus, help us to understand how important life is. Most religious leaders believed in a literal fulfillment of Old Testament prophecy. Therefore, they believed the Messiah would be born in Bethlehem. Ironically, when Jesus was born, these same religious leaders became his greatest enemies. Why? When the Messiah, for whom they had been waiting, finally came, they didn't even recognize him. In verse 8, the Bible says, He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and make a careful search for the child. As soon as you find him, report to me, so that I too may go and worship him. Herod did not want to worship Christ. He was lying. He was a trickster. This was a trick to get the Magi to return to him and reveal the whereabouts of the newborn king. Herod's plan was to kill Jesus. As I said, how many babies are there in the spirit waiting to get into this earth realm in the womb of a mother? And the enemy tried to kill it, to kill the vision. They killed the promise. 
not this one. So his plan was to kill Jesus, verse 11. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold and of incense and of myrrh. Jesus was probably one or two years old when the Magi found him. By this time, Mary and Joseph were married, living in a house and intending to stay in Bethlehem for a while. For more, as early, um, earlier I, I told you, Mary had to be very strong. Very strong and fighting against the evil. Because the evil would have been saying, get rid of that baby. But she was holding on the strength of God. And she was carrying God in man. Oh, oh gosh, about to be manifested. Verse 11 says, on coming to the house, they saw the child. As I said, the Magi gave these expensive gifts because they were worthy presents for a future king. Gold was a gift for a king. Incense, a gift for deity. Mar, a spice for a person who was going to die. These gifts may have provided the financial resources for the trip to Egypt and back. We don't know. We're just thinking that. The Magi brought gifts and worshipped Jesus for who he was. This is the essence of true worship. Honoring Christ for who he is and being willing to give him what is valuable to you. Worship God because he is the perfect, just, and almighty creator of the universe, worthy of the best you have to give. Verse 12, and having been warned in a dream, thank God for the dream, not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. After finding Jesus and worshiping him, the Magi were warned by God not to return through Jerusalem as they had intended. When God warns us, listen. Do what he says. I remember the old Judean prophet in the Old Testament. God gave him a prophetic word to go and cry at the altar Bethel. He went and did that and God had told him how to go back home. No, he had the old old prophet sons entice him to go home to their father and have lunch and a lying spirit came in the old prophet's mouth okay it was a lying spirit that say god says okay for you to stop here and eat and so what happened to him when he was finished and left because he disobeyed god a lion killed him. The lion didn't eat him. The lion just killed him. And everybody passed by and see the disobedient prophet. The lion just stood there and looked at him. 
and the old prophet opened his mouth had the audacity to say because you disobeyed God no it's because you with your lying spirit in your mouth spoke to him but you have to know what God told you and obey what God told you after finding Jesus and worshiping him, the Magi were warned by God not to return through Jerusalem as they had intended. Good intentions is good intentions, but we better listen to God and get the truth on what we are to do. Finding Jesus may mean that your life must take a different direction. It certainly will. Minded. One that is responsive and obedient to God's word. Are you willing to be led a different way? Are you willing to be led a different way? I pray that as you receive this word this morning, your intention might be the wrong way listen to the voice of the holy spirit as he speaks to you now while sending this message you would have heard my cell phone rang my home phone rang but did i stop no because in my room last night the holy spirit has already told me that the dentist was going to call me today about the cleaning of my teeth so the phone rang did i answer the phone no keep on being focused doing what you hear the spirit of god say and so thank god they obeyed the word of god as he led them a different way while we were yet sinners a different way the same Jesus came to die to save us and when he called us out of sin we then come on this narrow way with him a different way and so he was I'm speaking to you I see a young lady in a church setting in a spirit very troubled because she's carrying a baby and the baby is at the stage where she shouldn't have bought it but the shame of what the people in church gonna say oh blessed be the name of the Lord what the pastor's gonna say, what the usher's gonna say, what the people gonna say. She's shame. But I speak whoever that is, she's a pretty girl. I pray that you, that the Holy Spirit, will speak to your spirit right now and speak the song, let there be peace on earth and let it begin with me.
Let there be peace on earth, the peace that was meant to be. I have to find it because I hear the Holy Spirit singing that. With God as my Father. Oh, I have to find that. Let there be peace on earth. Let me walk with my brother in perfect harmony. Let there be peace on earth and let it begin with me. And so I pray that the peace of God has passed all understanding. With God, her heart right now in the name of Jesus. Just bear with me, please. I pray that her heart will be guarded right now to do what is right. Blessed be the name of the Lord Jesus. You said in your word that if I ask anything in your name, it will be done. And I believe right now in the name of Jesus that you are touching her heart and her mind and you're bringing the peace of God that passes all understanding. Gonna guard her heart right now. I ask you to send your ministering angels to minister to her right now in the name of Jesus. And I thank you, Lord God. Even as I said that, I could feel a settling in her spirit. I give you praise. I give you honor. And I give you glory for you alone. I worthy to be praised today. And I pray that any other women who would have aborted that I want you to know God forgives. And so you can sit and ask the Lord to forgive you, and he will forgive you, and just move on with your life. I bless you, Jesus, and I pray that the peace of God that passes all understanding with God, your hearts and minds today. I pray that his grace and mercy will overshadow you. And I pray that we will continue to walk on that narrow way because wide is the way of destruction. I want everyone to know that Jesus loves you. Jesus loves you, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. Little ones to him below, they are weak, but he is strong. Yes, Jesus loves me. The Bible tells me so. I pray that he will strengthen you, guide you, and protect you from all the evil that is going on in this world today. And may the joy of the Lord be your strength. Have a blessed day. I love you. This is Apostle Shirley Evans. Until tomorrow, God's willing.
The bell has rung, yes. It's been a long day, but the Spirit of the Lord had his way. Have thine own way, Lord. Have thine own way. Thou art a potter. I am the clay. Melt me and mold me after thy way while I am yielded, yielded and still. And Father God, right now I speak to that person who had a fall and who had a bad, right now is experiencing that bad pain around their waist. Jesus, you said in your word that you heal it all our diseases. Father, you said in your word in Isaiah 53 that you were wounded for our transgressions, you were bruised for our iniquities, the chastisement of our peace was upon you, and with your stripes were healed. So I speak healing to that wound right now in the name of Jesus. I speak that a spirit of encouragement will come on your people who are very discouraged. I speak that they know that they know that they know that God will take care of them. That he promised to provide all of their needs. Help us to be grateful each day in the name of Jesus. God bless you. I love you.